Before I get started with this episode, I wanted to say I am not 20 years old. Like I put in the title, I am 22. (laughs) There's like a pause between the 22 because I just kind of forgot what my age was. Sometimes I think I'm 23, I'm 22, I'm not 23 yet. Just to simplify the title, I made it 20 to refer to people who are in their 20s. This episode is a little bit different than the episodes I've done in the past where there is a set topic. This episode and hopefully future epi- some of the future episodes will be like this where I will bring up a few smaller thoughts and because they are smaller thoughts, it's way too little to talk about in one episode. So I'm going to combine them and have it be a very random catch-up kind of episode. So before we get into the first one of this series, Hilo Buffalo, like usual, this will probably be my last Hilo Buffalo where I'll talk about Japan. Starting with the high, Japanese convenience stores are literally incomparable. Here in America, to go to a convenience store, you're going there because you had to grab something like you don't go there because you want to you're stepping over trash you're stepping over sometimes a homeless person who's just using the sidewalk as their space for the time being and then inside it's not very exciting we have three-year-old hot dogs roasting Our convenience stores are nothing compared to Japan's. And so it was just so fun to look forward to going to a convenience store literally every day. And I'm not even exaggerating. We went every day and it was something that I used as a way to kind of take up time. Whenever we had downtime, I would just go to a convenience store because I loved walking through the aisles and seeing what was in this Lawson's or the 7-Eleven or Family Mart. And there would always be onigiri. There was pudding, like a million types of matcha, a million types of coffee, different sodas. And the ice cream section was so amazing. There were like matcha popsicles. There was, it was just so, so fun. And sometimes I would even splurge well, actually Most of the time, I would get a snack. It was just really fun to get to try different Japanese snacks and desserts. A low for the Japan trip was literally within the first, I think, five minutes of the trip happening. So I went with my family, like extended family, not just immediate family. And so I hung out and spent a lot of time with aunts that I don't usually spend time with and I don't know what it is about Asian aunts I think this is like a criteria that you have to meet in order to be an Asian aunt but they just really love commenting about your weight for some reason (laughs) and without fail every time I see an aunt I will hear a comment about my weight And this time, to start off the first five minutes of this trip, my aunt decided to say, oh my gosh, you gained so much weight. And I was like, a lot? And I should not have egged it on. I should have just let her say it. And 
that day, I think I was just, you know, a little bit more insecure than I usually am. So I pushed it. And she was like, yeah, a lot. You're heavier and you're not as skinny as your mom. And I was like, well, thanks. And as much as I want to be F you, that's BS. Like, who cares? Like, I don't care about what people think and say about me. I am just lying if I do say that because it was on my mind. I was thinking about it a ton and it annoyed the crap out of me. She wasn't wrong. But the fact that she called it out pissed me off. Hate that. Don't do it. I've talked about it so many times in so many episodes. This is common sense. Please, why would you even make a comment like that? My buffalo is just such a weird buffalo. I hope the person that I'm talking about isn't listening to this, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't. When I landed in Japan, I landed in Haneda, Haneda, Haneda Airport. One of those has to be right. And I saw somebody who looked super similar to a guy that I matched with on Hinge. And I really wasn't sure if it was him, but I like told my brother and I was like, this guy that's here looks exactly like a person that I matched with. But that would be insane. That'd be crazy because we're both in Japan at the exact same time in the exact same spot. It would be crazy. I looked up his Instagram just to check and I showed my brother and I was like, you think that's him? And then he was like, let's check. So he called his name out, but in a different direction. And the guy turned around and I was like, ah, shit, (laughs) that's him. And I just... Okay, so here's the thing. Because it happened in a place and a time that was just so... Like, there's no way... It, okay, there it could be a coincidence. I don't really know, right? I don't know if it's fair or coincidence. No one ever knows. But it's just too weird. And because it was, I decided to DM him. And I DM'd him and we talked for a few days. It was just us just talking about our trip and how long we're staying, like those little details. It was a lot of small talk. It really wasn't anything. And it was kind of crazy because we found out that we're also staying the same amount of time. So two weeks and we were going to the same places, which is insane. We were going from Tokyo to Osaka No, Tokyo to Kyoto to Osaka, back to Tokyo. How often does it happen where you match with somebody, you're from the same city. I flew from California, but he flew from New York and we ended up in the exact same like country at the exact same time in the exact same space. And it just happened to be that I noticed him. And the weird thing is that the last time I talked to him was like many, many months ago. So... I haven't thought about him or like, yeah, he's never been on my mind since. And so when I saw him, I just happened to notice his face and just think like, that's so weird. Like his face is super familiar for some reason. I also, something that I didn't mention to him and not a lot of people know about this. Actually, I didn't tell anybody about this except the person who was there, which was Mikey, because it really wasn't a big deal to me. But I also ran into him in washington square park in new york i didn't 
talk to him, but I saw him there again. And I confirmed that it was him because Mikey looked at his profile and then looked at him and was like, yeah, that's him for sure. And so that was the first time that I accidentally ran into him. And I didn't say anything to him, didn't tell anybody because I genuinely thought it wasn't a big deal because this happens. Like it is bound to happen. If you're from the same exact city, you will run into the same exact people. But then in this case, this was just like a whole other thing. And this was the second time that it happened. So that buffalo is a perfect segment into one of the topics that I want to talk about in this episode, which is fate versus coincidence. I just don't know when you can tell that something is supposed to happen or if it's just, it just has to happen because, you know, by probability wise, like it's bound to happen at least once because that's just the likelihood of it. But then obviously that's like a really difficult question to answer when you're just a simple human being that is existing and kind of figuring it out as you go. When this happened, I was literally like, what is this? Like, is this the world (laughs) telling me that I should talk to him? Or is this just something stupid and I'm overthinking it and I need to just move on? But I took it as, you know, it doesn't hurt to like send a message. What's the worst that could happen? So I just did it. And it led to nothing. (laughs) And we never saw each other again. So I'm just like, okay, maybe it really was nothing. But let me say, if I do run into him again, I'm just going to say that that is so, that is just scary. But because it's just twice, I'm just going to forget about it. And I really could care less because there's obviously no attachment happening. Uh, We've never met in person. Another topic that I wanted to talk about was Japan and just the nature of the country and my experience with the culture, especially a culture that I've never experienced before. This is my first time in Japan. So I realized that it is really, really different from America. I noticed that as the trip went on, I was conforming to their beliefs, their society, like society's expectations, things like that. Like I was starting to dress different and I felt that their style was really cool. Like I, I did like their style. A lot of people were wearing very conservative, but modern, clean kind of fashion. And I don't usually go with that kind of style unless I'm going business professional, business casual as my outfit. Outside of that, I'm usually much more out there and more risky when it comes to wearing clothes. So when I got there, a lot of the clothes that I had in my luggage didn't really fit the vibe of the place. And I ended up really changing up how I wore things. So in my bag, I had like a spaghetti strap dress, I had a spaghetti strap top, and I was kind of insecure wearing those things out because I noticed that everyone was pretty much covered and that was just the way that people dressed over there. So I started wearing 
like long sleeve short sleeves underneath my tank tops and more revealing tops to make it more conservative and I liked it like I really liked what it looked like because I saw I can't tell if I really liked it because I saw it everywhere or if it's because I actually really liked it but it is not the way I normally dress I was noticing myself changing already other thing is that a lot of the times when you're going into public spaces especially the bus and the subway no one talks everyone is quiet even the restaurants are super quiet and I mean I'm a pretty quiet person, but I also don't mind being loud and having fun, especially with friends. And I don't like to hide that part of myself, but I noticed that I was really insecure and trying to get everyone around me to follow what everyone else was doing in the country, which was being quiet, um, not talking, whispering, things like that. Yeah, it was just super interesting that I started to do that and think that it was normal and embarrassing to act in a way that is completely normal and expected in America. And I realized that I'm a huge conformist and that I just do whatever the crowd and most people do. I don't know. I, I'm not that surprised, but I, I thought I was a little bit more independent in the way that I act and in the things that I liked nowadays. I mean, this is something that I expected when I was younger. Like when I was younger, I was clearly a people pleaser. I was following everyone, following the trends at the time. But nowadays, I try not to do it as much. And I catch myself before I do so. But by being in Japan and noticing myself do all these things, I was like, I should reconsider <laughs> how I've thought about myself and I think that I'm just still the exact same I just am more aware of it I think that's the only <laughs> difference I think I just do the exact same thing I did when I was younger where I just followed what everyone else does and you know try to fit in with everybody but now but back then I just didn't realize I was doing it and now I just can call it out I like was really nervous about showing my tattoos I started feeling weird with my tattoos and I was like maybe I shouldn't get any more tattoos like why would I want any more it was just such a weird and quick transition and it was only two weeks I'm thinking like if I ever did live there which I would but I wouldn't do it for so long and it's for this exact reason that I think I'd conform to their ways too quickly and I don't know if I'm in love with how they do everything. Yes, there are amazing and really cool aspects of the country and their culture, but there are some things that are pretty questionable and I don't want that rubbing off on me. I don't think I would stay there for very long. I would maybe live there for a few months, maybe three to four months in a year, and then come back to America just to like balance my head out. Okay. Another thing that I did want to talk about was escapism. This one's a little bit of a deep topic. Uh, escapism as in the act of like trying to escape something, <laughs> usually negative things, negative feelings in the case that I'm about to talk about. So I have been realizing that I've just been doing a lot of things that I normally don't do to escape 
a ton of negative feelings. I've always done a lot of things in my life to do this. I've shopped, I've talked to people that I shouldn't have talked to, I went on social media for too long, like those things as a way to escape my negative feelings instead of directly addressing them. I've done them all my life, just throughout my life I've changed the ways I've escaped these feelings and right now it is eating and social media and I'm just going to be completely honest, I binge ate two times this week i haven't binged eight in a really long time no this doesn't mean i have my disorder again because in order to be properly diagnosed with a disorder you have to do it several times and i've only done it twice it's just like this weird like a weird bump in this year um where i just kind of came back for a second which I hope it's just for a second. We'll see tomorrow. Got back from Japan, had one day take a break and to kind of get used to the time zone difference. And then I went straight into work the day after that. And I only worked Thursday and Friday. And let me tell you, (laughs) getting through those Thursdays and Fridays, I thought was going to be fine. And I thought it was fine. Like during Thursday... And Friday, I was like, this is fine. But then when I got off of work and I could eat and relax, I realized it actually wasn't fine. Because Thursday, and I mentioned this in my last episode, I stopped working at like 7 p.m. And then I did eat in an insane amount after I got off. Like, I didn't talk to anybody or I didn't address it within myself how bad it was coming back into the workday. I didn't anticipate the workday. I didn't even think about it until I started because I was like, you know what? I'm on vacation and I'm not going to do anything, not think about anything that relates to work until I start at nine o'clock or 6 a.m. my time. And so that is exactly what I did. And during the day, I was like, I'm back. Like, I'm just going to get used to like what I missed. I'm just going to you know, talk to everyone. I put a smile on my face. I didn't make any complaints. I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm back. It's been two and a half weeks of me vacationing and not thinking about work. And like, I don't really have an excuse. And so I didn't let myself, you know, feel anything negative about work. And then the next day, Friday, I obviously worked again, worked a few more hours past the eight hour mark. I think I worked like 10 or 11 that day. And then I binge ate again. That one was pretty bad one. It was pretty hard to stop myself. And that's when I realized I feel so shitty. Work is terrible and it's only been two days and I feel horrible and I could not cover it up. So instead of letting out my feelings by like talking about it or writing it down, it came out through the way I ate. And just like going through that again and like sitting there and being like, (laughs) this is really bad. I'm just commenting on it because we all go through really hard moments and we have our own ways of dealing with it. Some people don't eat and just like, shut down and some people just scroll on social media for hours and some people do drugs to escape their emotions which is 
all fine and dandy. Everyone has their unhealthy way of dealing with it. Yes, some things are much more unhealthier than others, but it's at the end of the day, it is all escapism. Sometimes I just find it really difficult to face it because the act of facing the negative emotion itself is sometimes infinitely more work than just escaping it. Some days you just don't have the energy to do that. And sometimes it's bad every freaking day. So if it's bad every freaking day, how are you going to have the energy to deal with what's bad every day in a really healthy way? The next topic that I want to talk about is not as deep. But... It does kind of relate to the low that I brought up in my High Low Buffalo. And it's about how we stereotype and have very generalized expectations based on age. I feel like a lot of people talk about race for discrimination, but there's also discrimination and stereotyping with age. It's less clear, but something that I did notice is the difference between how we look at old people and then teenagers. So specifically old people, I feel like I am super duper guilty of this where I'll look at old people and I'll be like, so cute. If you really think about it, they're exactly like us at one point and then they have more years on us and so they have more experience, more knowledge. They were once doing all the things that we do nowadays and more, and are way wiser than us at their older age, assumingly so. See, that's another stereotype. But, like, I still think of them as, like, cute. Like, oh my gosh, like, they're so innocent. But no, they could totally be savages. (laughs) And they, like, I don't understand why I'm, like, so quick to dismiss anything bad that they're doing. Like, this is, like, relevant for my family members, just, like, people in general, if they're, like, rude, but they're older. And I'm like, oh, no, it's, like, they're still, like, they're just old, and, like, you're supposed to respect them. But no, like, they know exactly what they're doing, and maybe even more so because they've gone through so, so many more years of life. And by that point, they're, like, they've probably seen a lot, so... Whatever they're doing is fully intentional, but I'm so quick to dismiss it. But at the same time, with teenagers, we're so quick to dismiss what they do because they are teenagers. And yes, most of the time they have limited knowledge and their hormones are just rampant. But it doesn't mean that they don't know anything. Because I remember when I was 13, 14, 15, 16, I felt like I knew a lot. I knew that I could be trusted, I knew my abilities, I ish knew my limitations and my weaknesses. And still, a lot of people like treated me like I couldn't do anything. But let me just say that I don't feel that much different from my teenage self. Just a thought. And then when I put myself in the position of what I'll be like in my old age, like in a couple more decades, It's just weird to think of myself as being like so cute, like, oh my God, like, no, I probably will just be cynical even more than I am, most likely, I don't know, maybe, maybe something amazing and good happens later. But, you know, (laughs) it's just such an interesting thing. I've been thinking about this 
like I think about it every time I see old people and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I think about it whenever Louie, which if you've listened to my past podcast, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Louie, the like 80-ish year old doorman that says really questionable, problematic things to Mikey and I. Yeah, so... But I, I like I d- dismiss it sometimes so quickly because I'm like, oh my God, so cute. He's lonely, you know, he's still working and he's like 80 something. But it's, he knows exactly what he's doing and he's gone through his 20s, his 30s. He's probably married, had kids, had a working job, whatever. Last topic <laughs> in this random mix of topics is... Being too hypercritical and insecure about personality. I'm just wondering, like, is anyone else like this where they kind of just hypercriticize themselves for the way they are? And I feel like I'm even more like this because I film myself. And so I'll watch back my videos and be like, when I'm filming my friends, I don't think it's weird what they're doing. And even though they're like, oh my God, so cringy, I'm like, no, like that's super normal. And like, honestly, it's not cringy at all. And then I'll watch back the footage with myself in it, reacting kind of differently than my friends are. And I'll just get really like hypercritical and insecure about how I am. And I'm like, how come I didn't act like my friends? Why am I so dramatic? Or why am I so quiet here? Why am I so boring here? All of a sudden, I start trying to like change myself sometimes. Like I can catch myself in my in real time being like, okay, I need to be more quiet. Like I need to stop talking like this. I need to stop saying things like this. Uh, does anyone else do that? There's some days where I'm like, I could honestly care less. Like, I'm fine. Like, how I act, like, you're going to have to deal with it. If you don't like me, then you're obviously not my person and we're not going to be friends. But then there's some days where I'm like, dang, I wish I was the fun one. I wish I was the cool one. I wish I was the calm and cool, collected person. And there's some days where I'm like, I wish I was funnier. Or I wish I was just, like, super carefree, didn't care about anything, and wasn't, like, type A personality. And it's just a little bit annoying when I have those days. And, I I mean, I'm talking literally, like, real time. This is still a sensitive topic for me because I just uploaded. This is not a self-promo, um, but I might as well use it because I'm going to talk about it. I just posted a part two vlog on my camping trip and I was watching it back. I was editing it all night, slept at six in the morning um, just to get it out by today, 8 a.m. And I was just, I don't know. I was, I was, yeah, it was just one of those days. But anyways... Thanks for listening to this long, long ramble of random topics. Hopefully this type of episode is kind of interesting. And if not, listen to the other ones because they're not going to all be like this. And yeah, have a good rest of your week and bye.